Welcome to the chat. This podcast is here to encourage and challenge you in your walk with Christ by inspiring women of faith. Chat means an informal conversation, and we can't wait for you to hear this episode of the chat podcast. Your host, Nina Evans, is a Christian marriage and family counselor, police chaplain, national speaker, author, and religion columnist for the Republic newspaper. The chat podcast originates from your gospel station, WYGS, a southern gospel radio station in Columbus, Indiana. If you'd like to sponsor the radio show or podcast, please contact WYGS at 812-373-9947 or WYGS.org. Welcome to the chat. I'm stepping out, out of the boat. Welcome, everyone, to the chat. I'm coming to you from the beautiful southern Indiana city of Columbus. My name is Nida Evans, and I am the host for The Chat. It airs each Saturday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock and can be accessed through radio station WYGS. You can hear it live stream and through podcast by downloading the WYGS website app. The chat is also available through iTunes. My guest in the studio today is Kay Shanks. Up until about a month ago, Kay and Rick were owners of Mercy Electric here in Columbus. Kay is a former Joan Piercy Bartholomew County Citizen of the Year recipient. She is also Big Sister of the Year for Bartholomew County. Welcome to the chat, Kay. Thank you, Nida. I'm very humbled to be here. I'm stepping out. We're back with Kay Shanks with the chat. I have I have been looking forward to having you come. Uh, you and I have known each other for probably about 40 years. I think I was in diapers at the time. <laughs> We have known each other for a long time, yes. that's for sure. So, so again, it's good to have you, Kay. Well, Kay, let's start out with you telling us about your family. I am a wife. I am a mother. I am a grandma, and I am a great-grandma. Wow. Great-grandmas is just as much fun as being a grandma. Very good. And um, I have uh, two, grandchild- two great-grandchildren. And I have uh, four grandchildren. Quite a bunch, it sounds like. Yes, and um, love and enjoy them all. It's the greatest blessing. Good, good, good to hear. Will you tell us about what kind of work you have done in your life? Um, When I was growing up, my mom and dad were very big in volunteering, and they felt that it was necessary to teach us that everything that we do we don't get paid for you do it because you are able to do it and being a blessing and when I first got married when Rick and I first got married I did have a job and then as the children uh, got into school I worked in the school system for a while and then um, I continued working until we got the kids through college And after that, I moved myself into doing fun stuff, and that involved volunteers. So for the last probably 25, 30 years, I have been involved in volunteering. 
I've been with um, United Way. I have volunteered here at uh, WYGS. Um, hospital, big advocate for the hospital. Big Brother, Big Sister program. Several Ev- every Yeah, yeah. Wow. And it's been fun. And you learned that fun. in your home. You grew I up did. with that I did. mindset. I did. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, I'd like to know, and I think our listeners would like to hear your testimony. How did you come to know the Lord? I grew up in a parsonage. My father was a minister. So I have always been in the church. I don't know anything different. Um, I was taught at a very early age to tithe. And um, that's one thing that has never been a problem for me. Um, when did you come to know the Lord? You, you know, I don't know that I can ever say. It seemed like I've always known the Lord all my life. I have, when you, when I try to pinpoint when did I really become a Christian, I think it depended on what my dad preached about that morning, <laughs> and I yeah. was at the altar all the time. Yes. But probably my most personal relationship was when I got married Mm. and I had to learn how to stand on my own faith not on what my parents have taught me okay um and that was interesting it was difficult at times because it was trying to decide okay is this what the Lord wants me to do or am I falling back to what my parents or my religious faith Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. wanted me to rely on Okay, so you were probably, what, somewhere around 20 or so when you really got serious with your own relationship with Christ? Yes, yes. Can you tell us what your relationship with him looks like today? Totally dependent on him. He is, at this moment, teaching me how to wait, uh, to wait patiently, depend on him, and uh, to listen, to listen. Mm -hmm. And I think as I grow older and more years in this relationship with the Lord, I am learning that I can depend on Him. Mm-hmm. But like everyone else, my timetable for waiting and waiting for the answer to prayer is not God's answer. Yes. yes. So that's probably, that is the one thing that I'm really, God is really, really honing in on my life right now. Okay, so you're saying that uh, patience is a big thing and just waiting on him. Well, when I think about uh, what area in your life is God specifically working on you with uh, right now, uh, it sounds like that's it. That's it. Uh, my husband and I are learning, waiting, closing a company. A lot of things happen, and we've just been amazed how we've just waited and let God take control. But I think every day God's working on me about something, mm-hmm. not anything particular. It's whatever's going on in the circumstance of my life. That's what he's teaching me right now. And are you a pretty good learner? You know, at times I am. And then there are times when God needs to reinforce that with circumstances, Bible reading. I am learning. I don't think I will ever get to the stage where I will be that A plus student. Yes, yeah. Because of circumstances, but um, yes. Well, the theme, <clears throat> excuse me, the theme song for the chap, chat is called Stepping Out. Uh, and so what happens there when we say stepping out, it, in order to, we have to do that. We have to get out of the boat 
in order to do whatever it is God is asking us to do for him. Well, and that means that we have to trust him. Now, with you, right now, with what's going on in your life, where is he stretching you the most? Where is he calling on you to step out in faith the most? Every day he's asking me to stretch. One of the things right now with the COVID, all of my volunteer work has ceased. And so I am struggling with what do you want me to do now, Lord? I feel like I'm not doing anything for you. I'm just sitting around. And um, there is a time when the Lord says, you know, you don't always have to be busy. Spend Mm -hmm. more time just praying. Spend more time in your devotions. Spend more time helping other people that you haven't had time to do. Mm -hmm. And so, and I am doing that, and it is fulfilling. Okay, okay. Since you're talking about prayer and devotion and that sort of thing, I'd like to know some things about your prayer life. What does it look like from the time you wake up in the morning throughout the day What does your prayer life look like? It is the very first thing that I do when I get up before anything else. I don't listen to the news. I don't read the newspaper. Start my prayer life. I have several devotions that are my favorite. Um, I like Chuck Swindoll, Dr. Stanley, David Jeremiah. One of my favorites is uh, Chocolate and God. And I think why I like that is because my favorite is God and my favorite thing is chocolate (laughs) and that's by janet scott and i really really like her there's a thing that comes across my devotional uh website and it's called god wants you to know and it happens it comes across every morning and i read those i read those and it's amazing how when god wants to get my attention that all of those uh, devotionals have the same subject yes and that i have to stop and say okay this is something god wants me to pay attention Mm -hmm. because there's no way that all of these authors Mm -hmm. could have decided on this particular day to write about the same thing so i am i have my devotions and then i have my prayer time okay and then i can begin my day do you have a designated place where When you're serious about prayer or actually just praying during the day, is there one place in particular where you go to or where you're drawn to to pray specifically? I would say probably my office, Um, especially now that Rick is retired and his schedule has changed um, a bit. And so he's at home more often. And so I can hide myself in the office, shut the doors, and have my prayer time, dedicated prayer time. And Rick knows that when I'm in there and the doors are closed, Mm -hmm. he does not interrupt me. Okay. Okay. Uh, Do you, in that that prayer room, are there specific, like, you go, like, every morning or, like, every evening? Or when do you go in there? No, it's not every morning. Uh, sometimes I'm in the family room. Sometimes, um, especially if it's cold, I'll have the fireplace going so I can sit beside the uh-huh. fireplace. Uh-huh. In the summertime, I like our sunroom, and I'll be in the sunroom. 
the sun coming through and just uh, hearing nature. I don't know. I don't have a particular place every morning. Okay. Explain to us what your, when you, when you are praying, is it like on the spur of the moment? Is it like every time you go into Kroger or when do you, when do you, when are you busy about communicating with God verbally? I learned um, from one of my mentors, Grandma Leona, yes. uh, taught me to pray all the time. <laughs> Pretend that he is a friend that is by you. And um, I have learned, I just talk to him like he's with me all the time. When I'm in the car, I will talk to him as if I'm talking to my best friend. Um, I have learned to pray all the time. Big things, small things. Sometimes when I get upset and frustrated, you know, I pound the wheel and say, God, can you believe this? And so it's all the time. Okay. Okay. Very, very good. Uh, Good to... Good to hear about your prayer life, Kay. Well, we've got to take a break, but we'll be back with the chat. I'm stepping out out of the boat, for the Savior is near. I'm stepping out, calls he wrote, and his message is clear. We're back with the chat with Kay Shanks. Kay, we were talking about your prayer life whenever we had to take a break. Uh, I'd like to know, and I think, again, viewers would like to know, are there any prayers, Kay, that you pray specifically for yourself every day? Yes, I always ask for the Lord to use me as an angel in disguise for someone that needs a hug, for someone that needs a smile, for someone that just needs, needs a physical hug from God. What a to cool use prayer. me. What a cool prayer that is, Kay, to think that you could provide that to them because God could do it through you. Maybe not you yourself, but God doing that through you. If you if God could only answer one prayer for you, what would it be? Probably would be the legacy of my life when I leave would be a witness and a testimony of God's grace, God's love, God's mercy. He is dependable to those, my family and my friends that may reminisce about my life, that that legacy will be an encouragement for those that follow. Okay. Okay. Kind of a legacy of your faith. Does that, that by the way, that's the title of the devotional I've written, but very appropriate for what we're talking about mm-hmm. here. That's mm-hmm. a very admirable, very honorable uh, desire on, on your part. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was something else you wanted to say about your devotional life uh, a little earlier. Could you go ahead and tell us about that? I am a big advocate of journaling. Mm-hmm. And um, I like to journal. And I like to write in the Bible, in my Bible, along the margins of mm-hmm. the date, mm-hmm. and maybe just in one or two words, why that scripture speaks to me, so that when I am gone, my children can look through the Bible mm-hmm. and see where my struggles were and what helped me. I did that when my when my mother died, and I got her Bible and went through that. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that I learned through her struggles, I never 
thought about. And the other thing that I like about journaling is the beginning of each new year, I like to go back and read through my journal and see how much I have grown mm. and see where God has taught me. And it will surprise, it surprises me to think, I did actually grow this yes. year. Yes. God really was with me. How much stronger I am. And then also what maybe I still am struggling with. Mm -hmm. And it's a verification um, that the Lord lets me know, you're still learning, child. I'm still, <laughs> yeah. you're getting it. You're getting it. And that's a great encouragement to me. Mm, so how, when did you start? journaling were you like a teenager or is that something recent i started journaling when i started raising my children mm. when i started raising my children okay okay very good i know i personally do not journal but oh in my counseling practice i have clients who journal and of course i've known fellow christians you know that have have journaled mm -hmm. for, for many years mm -hmm. so so the good that can come from journaling. It's kind of like keeping track of your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, it's, and it's also good when I have journaled and I am um, through a situation and nothing has happened, I can go back and read mm. the scriptures mm. two weeks ago, four days ago, that God gave me the promises and I can still stand on that. Yes, a good reminder. A good it? reminder. Mm -hmm. Very positive thing to, mm -hmm. to do. Now, I'd like, want to get into your Bible study now. Uh, do you have a what's called a life verse? Do you know what that is? Oh, yes, I do. It is uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the thoughts oh. that I am thinking toward you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you prosperity and hope, a future filled with hope. And the other one is uh, Joshua 1, 9. Do not be afraid or discouraged, <laughs> for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wow, wow, that's powerful. That's that's one that I know several people have that one, but I understand why they have it because it gives such strength mm -hmm. to you day by day mm -hmm. when God puts that into your mind to remember mm -hmm. that verse. Uh, so how has he used this verse in your life? A constant reminder that there is hope there is a future that you can look forward to mm -hmm. yeah. um, mm -hmm. each day is different and when i think that things are hopeless invariably in fact this morning in my devotions jeremiah twenty nine eleven oh. came oh. to mind again yes and um, just a, a validation that the lord says there is there is more hang on the best is yet to come oh oh such encouragement, mm -hmm. such encouragement. Well, what book of the Bible are you studying right now? Or are you just kind of going into different books of the Bible as you have your devotions or just as a study? I don't have a particular book that I'm studying right now. It's whatever my devotionals are for that day. That's what I'm, I'm studying. I tried... Uh, reading the Bible through, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I find that um, the Lord speaks to me better if it just happens that day mm -hmm. and is something mm -hmm. that it wasn't planned. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So whatever my devotions are for that day, that's the Bible chapter your, I'm studying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. What is one of your favorite biblical accounts? 
probably um, the story of uh, Hannah when she went to Eli Mm -hmm. and asked for a child Mm -hmm. because she had not been able to bear a child. And um, Eli told her, he said, um, to dry your eyes, go back Mm -hmm. home. Your prayer has been answered. Mm -hmm. And um, through that, in that devotion, God was clarifying that he can be trusted, that you can come to him over and over and over again and pour your heart out to him and he will listen. And um, he did answer her prayer. And this particular day when I was reading this, it was a struggle. And I had asked the Lord, clarify, give me something that I can hang my hat on for the day or the days to come. And I read this. And um, that has proven to be a staple in my life Mm. that I'm hanging Mm -hmm. on to. Mm -hmm. And I keep reminding myself, Lord, here I am today. I'm like Hannah. I am bringing my petition to you today. Mm. And um, the Lord keeps reassuring me, it's okay. It's okay. And um, the answer will come. The answer will come. Mm -hmm. Very Mm -hmm. powerful. But that has been a, a... a good story that I have referred to probably for the past year and a half. Mm, okay. For the past year and a half. One of your favorite women in the Bible. There are many, many, but what's just one, okay? I don't know that I have any favorites. I don't know that I have any favorites. I like them all. It depends on the situation. Yes. And the day. In. And uh-huh. the day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. That they become my favorite. Okay. Okay. As I think about women in the Bible. I also think about mentoring and how scripture teaches us women that the younger women are to learn from us older women. And so as I look at UK, I wonder, have you had a mentor in your life? I have had three good mentors, one being my grandma Leona, who taught me how to pray about everything. Uh, My mother, and then the other mentor that I have, it was not a woman, but it was um, my Sunday school teacher, Bob Hill, mm. way, way back when um, Rick and I first got married. He was a mentor to all of our Sunday school class and um, taught us so much about the love of God mm. and how to depend upon him. So Bob Hill played an enormous part in our married life. Mm-hmm. I knew Bob, and I agree. He was awesome. He was such a good mentor, not just to one or two people, but he in general, mm-hmm. many people in mm-hmm. the church, he encouraged and he stood by and he gave his counsel uh, when asked. He didn't, he didn't unless you wanted him to, but he did. And so he was such a wise, oh, yes, man, yes. wise mentor. Yes, yes. Loved him dearly. Kay, do you think you have been a mentor to anyone? Have you been in that place, that position? Has God put you in the position, whether it was in your church or someone that you worked with or someone in the community? Did he put you in the place to be a mentor for someone? I believe he has several times. Uh, Sometimes I think I've mentored not realizing that I was mentoring Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay. What? Okay. And uh, as I get ready to move on to a different subject with you, one more question on mentoring, and that is this: 
what's the greatest thing you've learned from anyone who has mentored you? What's something that you have carried forward to be able to help someone else with? We all have the same story to tell, just in a different way. We all have the same struggles, um, encouragement. We all have breaking hearts and mentoring is sometimes just needing someone to talk to, to listen. Yes, yes. I'd like to ask you a question about forgiveness, Kay. Has there been a time in your life when you have had to forgive someone that was extremely difficult to forgive? Has there been at least one time in your life like that? Forgiveness, for the most part, has been easy for me, but the one that I struggled with mostly was... um, When I was in my early 40s, my mom and dad divorced, and um, that was a struggle for me. It was hard for me to forgive my father, and um, I was not going to forgive him. My mother continuously encouraged me to forgive, but I fought that for 10 years. For Mm -hmm. 10 years, I was not going to forgive my father. My heavenly father continued to remind me that I need to forgive. And then one day I was driving home from Indianapolis um, and the Lord says, I think it'd be nice if you would ask your father to come home for Christmas. Okay, I'm going to stop you right here. We're going to have a cliffhanger, okay? I've got to take a break, but I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear the rest of this forgiveness story. So let's take a break, and we'll be right back with the chat. Kay, before we took our break, we had we were you were telling about a time that forgiveness was extremely difficult for you, and I know we left listeners with a cliffhanger. But will you finish that story? As I believe um, we left it, I was coming home, driving home from Indianapolis, and just out of the blue, the Lord says, "I think it'd be nice if you'd invite your dad home for Christmas this year." He has one had wanted to come home many years, and I would not entertain that idea. But when he asked me that, I just said, okay, that's a good idea. And then the next breath was, and while he is home, I want you to ask him for forgiveness. And I laughed at myself and I thought, now God, that was pretty tricky. You got me to agree to invite him home. And now I have to come to terms with this. And he said, Kay, You and I have dealt with this for 10 years. Now it's time. Let's deal with it. Mm -hmm. And I found in that moment that God is merciful as he helps us through that forgiveness process. Mm -hmm. Um, He will allow us through that for a while. And then he says, okay, now it's time. Let's deal with it. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay. Uh, So while he was home for Christmas with um, a house full of company, I asked the Lord to open up a door where just he and I would be together. And he did. And so I poured my heart out to dad 
and I asked him to forgive me for all the things that the Lord had remind me. You need to ask him about this and this and this and this. And I, and you know, and I'm saying, oh, really? <laughs> but I was being obedient and I did. Mm-hmm. And when I got done with the talk, uh, my father accepted that forgiveness, but it didn't go any farther than that. And I was expecting a different ending to the conversation. Mm. Mm. And it did not end the way that I thought it should have ended. And when my dad left, I remember when he left that morning to go back home, I marched myself upstairs into my prayer room and I said, God, I asked him to forgive. I did everything that you wanted me to do. Mm. He did not take ownership of anything. Mm. Yes. And the Lord said, it is none of your business how your dad took your forgiveness. That is between him and I. What I wanted you to do was to ask forgiveness. And what you did, you obeyed, and I'm happy with you. You leave whatever you thought should have happened between your dad and I. So I reached the forgiveness stage, but then I was moved into the next stage of accepting what did not happen that I thought should have happened. Yes, yes. And um, I struggled with that for a while. Mm-hmm. That was not mm-hmm. easy because there was things I thought he should have said, and he didn't. Um, so that, it took a while then to get to that point to leave that into God's hands. Okay. So sometimes um, I learned that even though you ask forgiveness and it doesn't turn out the way that you think it should, then you have to work through the next chapter of that. And that's not that's not always easy. Yes, I, I know, Kay. I know even in my counseling practice and I work with a lot of people over forgiveness issues, I find that they're expecting, like you did, they're expecting the person they ask forgiveness from to to just oh i'm so i'm sorry for what i did to you and and all of this but hey that doesn't happen actually quite a bit of the time mm-hmm. and so that's another thing that you have to deal with that's mm-hmm. between you and god that's between my client and god but it has to be dealt with and it sounds like it took you some time but it you did. were able to do that as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. yes very uh, that yeah when you think about uh forgiveness that is a tough one for a lot of people but i certainly Mm -hmm. can see understand what you're saying Mm -hmm. okay about that now Kay, there was another time in your life that you really struggled with another situation in in your uh family will you tell us a little bit about that um it was with my daughter jennifer She was a senior in high school and had dated this very nice guy. Um, I felt like it probably wasn't the right person for her. And then when she moved into the first year of college, they continued to keep their relationship up to the point that they were going to get married. And I knew that this could not be a marriage that the Lord would ordain. There were just too many differences. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed that the Lord would intervene. And it seemed like the more that I prayed, the harder I prayed, the closer that they 
mm. were in love. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh-huh. And, uh, but I was persistent and I spent a lot of time in prayer. And, um, and then one day, it was in the year of, uh, 1990. I was, uh, reading. In fact, I was looking through a magazine and there was a song that the McCamies were singing at that time, and it was, God will make this trial a blessing. And I was looking at the words. At the time, I did not realize it was a song. I thought it was a poem. And the words were just so um, striking that the Lord said, this is for you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I cut that out. I put it on my desk under a plexiglass, and I read that every day. And the stronger that I felt like their relationship was getting, the more this song spoke to me. Mm -hmm. And it was about four or five months later, and the Lord removed that situation. And um, that was one, probably the beginning of fervent prayers for my children. And uh, depending totally on him, because at that point, as a mother or as a parent, you cannot do anything. You cannot intervene. Because mm-hmm. if you do, the mm-hmm. more that's right, the closer they grow together, and um, so I have always, always, and I still do. Um, every time I hear this song, it takes me back to those moments when God reassured me. Well, let's listen to that song right now. I just come into a valley, one like I've never been before. I keep searching for a way out. Seems like padlocks are on the door Oh, there must be another sunrise Another sunset that I'll see God will make this trial a blessing That's the love He has for me God will make this trial a blessing Though it sends me to my knees Though my tears flow like a river Yet in Him there's sweet relief There's no need to get discouraged, there's no need to talk defeat. God will make this trial a blessing, and the whole wide world will see. I was not the first one to come into this place. You see, every child of God, this test he must face. It is here that God will mold you and make you what you ought to be. God will make this trial a blessing. Just be patient, you will see. Now I'm standing on the mountain, looking back, I can see. When I was in that lowest valley, His strong hand was leading me. Oh, it's good to see the sunshine and to taste sweet victory. God has made this trial a blessing. Oh, the grace He gives to me. God will make this trial a blessing. Though it sends me to my knees. Though my tears flow like the river. Yet in Him there's sweet relief. Oh, I will see. God will make this trial a 
Okay, it sounds like that song ministered to you in such a powerful way uh, that it strengthened you, that it encouraged you, that it gave you something to hold on to and actually to bring before the Lord, would you say? I would say. And because of that, um, making that trial a blessing, I have learned I can trust God. I can trust God. He cares for my family and my children and my grandchildren more than I do. And there comes a time in your life when that's all you can do is put your children in the hands of the Lord and let it be. Let it be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of the things about struggling is that God gets us right where he wants us, doesn't he? He gets us where we're serious about what we're praying, Mm -hmm. about what we're saying to him. Mm -hmm. And he knows what he wants to hear from us is, Lord, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to trust you. Lead the way. Just strengthen me. Just encourage me. Just give me what I need to be able to follow this prayer through Mm -hmm. and give me wisdom to know to wait, Mm -hmm. not to get all angry and upset about everything, Mm -hmm. But it's hard to do, but just to release it to him, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I have reminded Jenny many times after that about this song and about that time. And um, she just smiles and says, well, it looked like it worked, didn't it? So it sounds like struggles in your life have brought you closer to God. Tell us about that. I think in our struggles, we learn that God is always with us. We can depend on him. Things may not work out the way that we hope, but they work out for our best interest. And all, and we read in the Bible all the time that God says, I give you my best. Mm, yes. It is the best mm-hmm. that I have for you. Accept it. And uh, so learning in those struggles, you learn this is God's best for me at the time. Mm-hmm. And you can always look back then and think, wow, I'm so glad God didn't answer that prayer that I wanted him to answer so fervently. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see why this was the best way. So he had some things that he wanted to teach you mm-hmm. through that whole ball of wax, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I have always learned that God is there. He is dependable. Mm-hmm. He loves you with all of his heart. And I like it at the end of the day. um, when I can pray or I'll read something and the Lord will say, my daughter, my daughter, mm. I am so proud of you. Oh. You you did good today. You did good today. And those are wonderful, wonderful words that I love to hear from the Lord. Yes. Come because I want him. I want to make him proud of me. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. OK. It sounds like God has worked on you. Like he works on each of us <laughs> every day, <laughs> yeah. every day. And what I like about the different devotions, God is saying, I tell you what, girl, I've got to get many, many people in your life in order for you to get this message or songs. Music speaks to me yes. a lot, too. And I so appreciate God using music, writers, poets mm. um, to help whomever to make it. To heaven to get what it is he's wanting us to learn we need that encouragement don't we not mm-hmm. just us women but men mm-hmm. teenagers we all need the encouragement that mm-hmm. can only come from a god who loves us mm-hmm. and i also will say that it is very important that you read the bible 
Mm. God Mm -hmm. talks to you 90% of the time Mm. by reading the Bible. And if you don't take time to read the Bible, how are you going to hear from God? Mm -hmm. There Mm -hmm. are situations when he can speak in other ways, but I have found you have got to have a devotional life. Mm -hmm. You have got to be in the word in order for the Lord to talk to you. Those are words of wisdom that so many people who are Christians don't take time. Don't. It just blows my mind that they don't take time to be in God's word. Mm -hmm. Well, that's just it. It is God's word. Mm -hmm. So he tells us in scripture that to know his mind, we've got to know his word. We've got to spend time in his word. Mm -hmm. And so just the importance of of that. Okay, our program is getting uh, close to the end here, but I would like uh, to ask you, is there anything that you believe God wants you to say to the listeners right now? Is there are there any words of wisdom or <laughs> or anything any kind of direction that you can say to encourage our fellow sisters in Christ? Don't give up. Don't give up. Hang in there. There is a new day coming. God's best is yet to come. Uh, don't get discouraged. By all means, don't let the devil have a minute of your mm. discouragement. Mm. Continually to praise. One thing that I learned from uh, my mother was take one day out of the week, and I usually took Friday, and instead of going before the Lord and asking him for things that you need, things that you want, spend that time thanking him. I thank you, Lord, for the way that your conviction is working upon my daughter's life. I thank you, Lord, for the way that you are working this or this out. Instead of asking, praise him. Give him a day of praise. God is interested in our wants and our needs, but he also loves our praises. And so take one day and just do nothing but praise God. Thank him. And you can ask God for something in your life, but you can make it in a positive way. I thank you, Lord. Yeah. Okay. I thank you, Lord, for the way that you are working in this person's life. Um, I thank you, Lord, that you're reminding this person of Mm -hmm. what is happening. I thank you, Lord, for the healing that you are going to give over this person's life. Um, I thank you, Lord, for going before me. I thank you, Lord, for whatever it is. Take the negative and the want and turn it into a positive. That is such a good concept to think one day a week and most of what you say in your prayer time Mm -hmm. is thank you. Thank you. That's music to his ears, isn't it? It is. And you will be surprised how much that encourages you, encourages you. Well, thank you, Kay. It has been such a blessing for me to get to interview you today on the on the chat But as we get ready to close, Kay, will you close us in prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we're so glad that we can be children of you and that you adopted us. We thank you, Lord, for the people that you put in our lives to mentor us. Thank you, Lord, for musicians, for artists, for book writers. In their own way, how you work through them to minister and to mentor to us. I thank you for your faithfulness to each one of us and that you do love us as one of your one of your children and that you are always for us. You're always rooting for us. 
and that you're saying, you can do this, girl. You can do this. I've got you. You can do this. And I know there have been times when I have said, Lord, I am letting go of you, but you keep hanging on to my hand. And he does. He does. And um, I just thank you, Lord, for the work that you're doing through this ministry and through the work that the vision that NIDA has given. And may we all be able to help each other to mentor and uh, encourage each other. And that in the end, we will live our life in eternity with you. We love you today, Lord. Thank you for your mercy and your love and your grace that you extend to us each day. In thy name we ask it. Amen. Thank you, listeners. I've appreciated your tuning in today and look forward to future times when we can sit and have a chat. The Savior is near. I'm stepping out. Wrote, and his message is clear. Go tell the world about Jesus.